Welcome to episode two of the JD Outdoors podcast. Follow me on Instagram at JD underscore outdoors underscore channel. My guest today will be outdoor photographer and avid outdoorsman Adam Brady. You can go follow him on Instagram at underscore Adam underscore Brady underscore. How you doing today, Adam? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. All right. Glad to have you on. Uh, first things first, could you give us a little background on you and like what you do in the outdoor photography arena? Uh, so I've been doing outdoor photography probably for four years, four or five years or something like that now. Um, and I've worked in the outdoor recreation space for five or six years or so now as various positions. All right. Um, when did you get into photography specifically? Like, how old are you and all that? I mean, seriously, I probably, like, four or five years ago, I got into photography. Um, I mean, like, I always, you know, I, I was always drawn to the outdoors, so I probably, when yeah. I was younger, liked landscape photography and, like, okay. pictures of, like, you know, mountains. Mm -hmm. Things like that always inspired me. Um but yeah, I was out. I actually four or five years ago, I went on a trip out west for the first time. I went to uh, went to uh, Seattle, and I went from there to uh, the Pacific Northwest. Uh, let's see, why am I blanking on the name of the national park? Olympic National Olympic? Park. Olympic. Okay, I thought. Yeah, yeah I went to Olympic, Olympic National Park, and. I had taken, you know, just with my iPhone, I was, yeah. I did a bunch of hikes, I went out there solo, it was my first, like, big solo trip oh, like right. that, and I climbed a bunch of different peaks, and did a bunch of hiking and things, and took photos of it, just because it was, you know, vacation and things, yeah. and when I came back, um, a lot of my friends and family and whatnot had, like, were like, wow, those are great photos, this yeah. or that, you know, and I kind of just steadily from there... I, I had had a camera that I had gotten as a graduation gift and I started playing around with it a little bit more. I originally had done the photos. It was almost secondary because I had had a blog that I reviewed outdoor gear mm -hmm. and products and I used, you know, I wanted to get better at the camera so I could have better content for the website. Gotcha. And, you know, as I kind of like went through it, I realized that I was like, well, I'm sort of less into reviewing outdoor gear and more into the photography yeah, side of it. Pictures of it. So I've just kind of been going from there and just trying to learn and keep going and take as many photos as I can and bring the camera with me whenever I go on these trips. Yeah. And, you know, God bless my girlfriend for <laughs> putting up with me and having to wait as I set up a tripod sometimes. And, and, and being your model. And all exactly, that. Yeah. yeah. So when you went on the trip, you didn't have any intentions of, like, capturing pictures specifically? It was just kind of you went out, did no, it, not and then people were... I was just trying to go climb shit. Yeah. I mean, I I I went That's out west fair. and I was looking to I was looking to experience some actual big mountains. Yeah. For being from the east, I mean, we don't have anything bigger than, geez, I think the biggest one out east is fifty five hundred feet. Yeah. So I was looking to like you know see like bigger High mountains and things. And yeah. Ironically, I didn't go anything much higher than that but, on that yeah. trip. But at the same time, I mean, I was I wanted to see it and experience it. So I mean, yeah. and it was just the camera was more so me just capturing the trip i mean it was a little bit content so to speak for yeah. you know to try to for you know for my website and things to try to get you know yeah. like i think i took a picture one time i found this sick tree that had 
like the branches were down in such a way that it made like a natural like teepee oh like okay. brush, brush hut yeah and it was like it was perfect i mean you, you awesome. didn't have to do anything if you had found this when your plane crashed you were golden you could have just gotten <laughs> right inside of it you could have fit five people in there it was, awesome. I mean, it was huge it was great that's awesome so then as for the photos i know you said you were taking gear photos for your website and everything then at one, what point from there did you want to trend or you know go from taking gear photos into landscape more so and it was it was probably both that trip and okay. like the feedback from people who followed me and like liked you know friends of mine and family and people on my Instagram who were like you know like th- those photos got way more likes than my gotcha. you know a picture picture of my favorite knife or my favorite gotcha. hatchet. Um, but also just kind of the waning interest in like, I mean, I love, I'm still a, you know, a geared nerd, but at the same time, you know, at the, at the end of the day, like every year, year after year, it's, there's only so many changes and so much new stuff that comes out that yeah. it was, I was more into the actual, the scenery, the outdoor, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the places I was going mm-hmm. and kind of capturing that. Gotcha. Alrighty. So then. You know, I we kind of went over this a little bit, but like, why, how, and what made you want to start photography? As in, I I know you said your friends and your family were telling you, but I guess more so, how did you go about it from there? I know you said you started with your iPhone and then you had the camera, but then what? How did you learn from there and so on? Uh, from there, I looked at people I followed on Instagram and like photographers that I kind of like admired their, okay. their work and you know inspired me and then I scoured YouTube and the you know the internet for anything that they might have content wise that had to do with teaching or mm-hmm. tips and tricks and then I, I I've gotten a couple of different books I mean honestly I haven't read them cover to cover I mean you know you kind of pick and choose hunt mm-hmm. like you know for things that are going to that are going to help you. Yeah. Um, I've done some courses. I paid for like, you know, like paid, like yeah, a lot of, you know, photographers, they, that's one of the ways that they make their money is they, they okay. do like seminars, uh, you know, in person or they'll gotcha. do like online okay. sort of things. So I've done a couple of those and just, I mean, YouTube and the internet is a wonderful resource. You can find yeah. whatever you, whatever you're into, you can find something that'll teach you how to do it. And yeah. I mean, it, Honestly, most of the stuff that I've learned, I mean, if I'm ever trying to do something with one of my photos or there's a technique that I'm interested in trying to recreate, mm-hmm. a quick quick search on YouTube or Google yeah. and there you go. Like you'll you'll find somebody who will teach you how to do it and show you the the you know, one, two, three, four, five steps that need yeah. to happen, and then then you go out and you practice. Mm-hmm. Practice, practice. And I mean I just, I don't know how many photos I've taken, but like it's <laughs> you know shutter count would be it'd probably be insane <laughs> yeah for sure and then uh i know you like to travel a lot so thus far in your career and your adventures what has been your favorite place that you've gone to i know it's probably hard to choose because you've done some pretty awesome trips but if you had to pick one that's been your favorite overall yeah that's really that is hard um what is my favorite trip uh, probably going up into the Canadian Rockies okay. so far has been the most, I don't know, I don't know about, fa- it's hard to pick a favorite, but mm-hmm. in terms of like 
jaw-dropping, like, it's just different than anything I've seen before. Yeah. Banff and and the Canadian Rockies, Jasper and Yoho mm-hmm. National Park, those were the most, you know, just as you were driving in, we flew into Calgary. Mm-hmm. And as you, we, you know, pick up the rental car, and as you drive from Calgary to Banff, it's only, I think it's only about an hour and a half, two hours or so yeah, before you hit the park entrance. And as you, it's farmland kind of right near Calgary, and then it kind of went rolling hills, and then those hills got bigger and bigger, and then all of a sudden it's just you massive spires and granite, you know, faces and things like this. It was incredible. So, I mean, it, between, yeah, probably Banff. That, that that trip in general and in, in one yeah. shot we got we tried to do a lot of it but that was probably my favorite so far gotcha yeah i definitely want to go there someday it seems out of this it's world unreal. seeing your pictures and everything i just that definitely is a dream place for me to go now it is popular though it's yeah, very, yeah it's very crowded yeah it's yeah. very it's everybody the secret is not secret <laughs> yeah. it is out everybody it's it's crowded but it's totally worth it it's yeah. it's a there's plenty to do, and you can... The big thing that struck me about it, and this is kind of goes with, like, anywhere that mm-hmm. you might go, is that, especially somewhere that's popular, is, you know, you get to a trailhead, and there'd be overlooks that you would see all the rest of, you know, tourists just like me mm-hmm. at these overlooks, and, you know, and they'd stop and they'd take a photo, but it's mobs of people. But if you walked even 15, 20 minutes down a different trail you were you were golden you yeah. didn't see anybody all of a sudden you had that it was like you had the whole place to yourself and just because a lot you know a lot of people don't they're going there and they're they're seeing the sights and that's yeah. that's fine but i mean like you know if you if you're looking for you know kind of getting into it i mean you can just go just walk a little bit farther and you'll yeah. find it you'll find a whole different perspective or look yeah. you know yeah and i guess that's not the worst problem to have is our parks being a little flooded with people no it's great i mean great people are getting outdoors and and it's a it's a great thing to complain about yeah Yeah. um so from that question how when you're on the trips do you do you have a difficult time sometimes putting the camera down and kind of absorbing what you're seeing yourself do you get lost in the camera sometimes and taking the photos versus just enjoying the scenery itself uh yes and no i've actually had i've actually had other buddies ask me this question before and i mean yes in the sense of it definitely slows down the hike Mm -hmm. so i mean if you're with um if you're with somebody like a a, you know like a party of people who's just trying to get miles down that can be you know you got to move pretty quickly because otherwise you're the slow guy yeah but Otherwise, though, I've never looked at it as taken away from my experience because, I mean, when I'm taking, or when, I, I'm assuming when anybody takes a photo, um, like, of, you know, photographer, outdoor photographer takes a photo of a landscape, you know, you're looking at, you're not just putting your camera up to your eye and snapping a photo. You're yeah. trying to take in the whole thing and see not only, like, what's the prettiest picture mm-hmm. or the most, you know, whatever, and it, appealing yeah appealing or don't you know uh but you're trying to you especially with a place like banff Mm -hmm. where a lot of people i mean you see it all over instagram yeah tons of photos of moraine lake any of these places you're trying you're looking for a unique 
perspective on it. You want to you want to get you don't want to get the exact same photo. I mean, you might want to you know. There's some of the photos are just great, so mm-hmm. you want to get it for you and yeah. whatever. But like ideally, you know, you want to get something that's different. You want to get something that stands yeah. out. So it's you. So half the time, I I my frustration sometimes when I'm with other people is that I want to I want to go to a place and stay there like the whole day, yeah, and kind of right. you know like. I want to get in every little like nook and cranny yeah. of the place and, you know, good off the path, yep. you know, look through, d- try to get somewhere different so so that you can sort of see it through, you know, a, di- a different lens than what mm-hmm. you've seen already a thousand times before. A literal different lens. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, where, where would your dream destination be right now? Like whether it's your dream, like you're going to make it happen in your next trip or like something that's so outrageous that you don't know if you're ever going to be able to do it, but that you'd like to. Uh, so I've got two. Okay. One of them probably closer to reality than the other. The first, the, the one, I'll, I'll start with the one that's closer to reality than the other one. Norway, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, has, from the pictures I've seen yeah. of, like, the Arctic landscape and, you know, the fjords and, like, the ways that the mm-hmm. the their mountains meet Mm-hmm. sea and things in the and the colors like the something about cold places that i yeah. really like a lot yeah. and norway has has been one that from like photos and things i've seen it definitely is a place i, I want to go to um but dream dream destination i had read an article i don't know maybe a year ago year and a half ago of it was when i had been kind of like pretty into rock climbing and mm-hmm. i was reading an article in a climbing magazine about the vampire peaks of Canada. And okay. it's, it's, it's a, it's a rain. It was a first ascent that the, this article was about of one of these peaks in, in the Canadian Rockies. And it was like, I looked into it and I mean, I went, I like geeked out for a night. I like went on to like Google earth. I found out where these things were like, you know, like and everything like that. And I very quickly realized that this was a extremely, this wasn't a trip. This wasn't a vacation. This was like an expedition. I mean, this yeah. is by bush plane. And oh, then, wow. you know, you need to get, it's out. It's in the middle of there. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's in the bush for sure. I mean, but if I had like a dream bucket list one, it would be to go to like the vampire peaks in the Canadian Rockies and do some sort of shoot out there, climb camp, yeah. But it's there's a lot of logistics involved because like I said it's not, you can't take a plane to Calgary and then drive a rental car right yeah, into it. It's, yeah. it's, it's not like that. Yeah, I haven't heard of them, so I gotta I gotta look that up. After I we're I had here. it before I had, I had read this article. Yeah, I had never heard awesome. of them. But there was I mean there, there I want to say that some of the peaks are made of, it's like basalt, and mm-hmm. other types of rock. But it it these very like jagged looking i mean they're super appropriately named they're kind of yeah. like spooky looking yeah. the way that this this range of mountains is and <laughs> it's you know and the fact that i was reading an article about a first descent of one of these things was that kind of is somewhat appealing too it's yeah. like oh like very few people have actually yeah, gone here fairly new, yeah. you know so it's that's that would be a bucket list one mm. for sure so where do you want to go with your photography like your long-term goal what's your what do you want to do uh, my long-term goal with photography, other than just to have fun with it and continue doing it, mm-hmm. would be to eventually make that my my full-time gig. 
and whether that means, I mean, I honestly, what, what I want it to mean would be probably in the vein of landscape and, you know, outdoor pictures like that. That's kind of more into like almost the fine art realm, mm -hmm. which I, I like doing that. Um, but from what I've read and kind of what I've tried to learn about the, what I've gathered about the industry, it's a, that's a, that's a hard go at it mm -hmm. to make a, a full on living. Now, I mean, I'm super new, so I mean, yeah, could be totally wrong, but it, it I would probably lean towards outdoor adventure, like commercial photography. So mm -hmm. whether that, you know, I mean, dream would be to shoot a, an ad campaign for the North Face yeah, or yeah. Patagon, you know, name yeah. your, name your big outdoor company, you know, to, to shoot like an ad campaign for somebody like that as the lead guy on it and get to mm -hmm. that point, I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty stoked and happy about what I had achieved if I had gotten to that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. I'd love to see your photos and magazines and all that. That'd be awesome. Um, and I know that you have made some uh, prints out of your photos before, and I yeah. I've bought a few of yours, and I know you've uh, I appreciate made a that. few for me <laughs> in the past for my buddies and all that. Uh, and if you scroll through his Instagram at any time, there's almost any one of those photos you can make into a print, hang on your wall, and definitely be a an amazing piece of artwork to have in your house. Um, what are some of the the coolest experiences that you've had while taking photos on any of these trips while you're outdoors coolest experiences I've, um some of the coolest experiences you can have when you're taking photos because i mean when you when you what you learn very quickly about photography is that it's all about light mm -hmm. the whole thing is about light and that's not nothing new i'm not saying any i'm not telling anybody anything they don't know but to get good light you often have to be at places at times that other people wouldn't be there so right before sunset you know the right right before uh sunrise you know especially or you know if you're gonna do a cool uh astrophotography shot mm -hmm. you know depending on where you are in the world and when, you know, the light is, uh, it is gone mm -hmm. so that you can see the light from the stars, you know, you need to be there sometimes super, super late. Um, you know, or sometimes the best time of year is when it's, it's not really all that warm outside <laughs> and you're standing by your camera while it's doing a however many minute exposure and you're doing yeah. a bunch of them to try to get, you know, what you want and you're standing out there in the cold. And I mean, after you, after you hit the shutter button... You know, you're kind of just standing around waiting for it to happen. So, I mean, some of the coolest experiences are when you see some of these things where it's it's just you out yeah. there. You know, you or maybe you and a couple other photographers mm -hmm. who you happen to see at the same location who have woken up as early as you have or stayed up as late as you have. Um, but also some of the other cool experiences that you have, I've had at least, take uh, doing photography outdoors is wildlife stuff. I mean, when you're sitting in one spot sometimes for, for a while, you end up, you kind of blend in mm -hmm. a bit more and you kind of become part of, you know, the, the space that you're in. 
So you start noticing and seeing things that somebody who's just hiking on through trying to gather miles might not see. I mean, like one of my favorites was we were hiking a short hike, local one too, Royalton Ravine. Okay. And we got up over a thing and I'm looking at this tree because I was taking photos and I'm looking at this tree that happened to be closest to my like frame of view and I noticed like movement and sure enough there was like three raccoons hiding in this thing you know it was like their little oh, wow. <laughs> their little like bandit hideout right and you know I, I, I've seen plenty of raccoons before it's not like it should be that uh, that amazing but to see them actually not at a garbage can yeah yeah and or on the r- side of the road but like in a hollow of a yeah. tree like you'd think you know and like and no yeah. one would have seen that unless they were really like yeah no I mean these things were being yeah. sneaky like I I ended up it was probably forty five minutes of me creeping closer to this tree because at the time the lens I had in my bag wasn't long enough for mm-hmm. me to get a good shot of them so I had to like tiptoe it ninja try to ninja closer to this tree they that I wasn't being sneaky I mean they knew who where I was mm-hmm. the entire time they're staring right at me but yeah. they they would go up into the tree. And then they would come back down, poke their head out, and look, see if he's still, see if this this guy's still there. No, he's still there. Go back up into the tree. But then they realized I wasn't gonna, I wasn't obviously, I must not have been a threat, because they would, he would have came at us by now. Yeah. So they kind of came and hung out, and I was able to get, you know, it was cool just to, yeah, to awesome. see it like that. What unique challenges? Have you found, or do you think there are, with your outdoor photography versus indoor photography? So, like, you know, the gear photos versus the landscape photo, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, the more you learn about, like any skill or pursuit, I mean, the more you learn about photography in any of those realms, Mm -hmm. whether it be outdoor, studio, gear like product photography or portraiture or anything Mm -hmm. like that is that the the further you scratch at it the more the deeper that rabbit hole goes so i mean there's definitely unique challenges to outdoor photography in that you don't have any say on the weather yeah you know or the conditions you could go out i mean take the trip to banff i mean we go out fly all the way to canada you know and it could have rained every single day, you know, and just could have been terrible conditions yeah. and things like that. Or, you, you know, it could be the opposite. It could be not a cloud in the sky, totally yeah. sunny and bright and just wash everything out every single time. But you and so you have to kind of work with work with the, the weather and the landscape. And honestly, sometimes with outdoor photography, the one of the bigger challenges I've run into is access sometimes i mean there's some places that you'll get to a spot and the the angle or the you know like the the view you want to get you can't get to because it's whether it's private land at that point or you know let's say it's like you know oh this would be great for a drone shot and there's no drones allowed. Yeah. You know, no national parks in the U.S. You, drones are off limits. Yeah. You know, there's all this. So, I mean, there's that. That's a that's definitely a unique challenge to outdoor photography. But, I mean, you know, studio photography, which is something I do not have, you know, a forte in, is 
got its own whole unique set of challenges. You need to learn, you need to know how to use flashes and flash triggers and lighting and box lighting yeah. and things like that. You know, working with people and a model is, is a unique challenge in itself. So, I mean, they, they all have their own unique set of challenges. For gotcha. Sure. And so it's kind of not necessarily, but more you're all in on one versus the other kind of seems. Uh, there's definitely people who do, who are kind of jack of all trades. Okay. Um, for sure. But the, I've tried to focus on what, what I like shooting. Yeah. For the most part. Gotcha. I, and from everything I've read or heard from those who are, you know, established professionals who are doing it day in, day out as they're living, I mean, they've kind of, that bit of advice has kind of been parroted over and over again, is that, you know, nobody wants to hire the wedding car outdoor photographer yeah yeah you know they want to hire like if you're looking for a wedding photographer they want to hire the wedding guy the guy who's done you know all of the big name weddings that have happened in wherever city they want that dude you know if if you're don't if you're going for a a car shoot audi's gonna look for the car guy you know not the wedding guy you know not the wedding guy exactly like even if the wedding guy might be able to shoot some sick photos of cars you know, because it's, it's not a special the skill is all. transferable, but yeah. at the same time, it's not. Yeah, they. You, so I've been. That's the that's the stuff I like to take photos of. So I have been, kind of doubling down, and for the most part, I do. I dabble in some yeah. of the other stuff here and there. You know, as opportunities come, or mm-hmm. you know, just to just to diversify the skill set. Yeah. But my my focus for the most part is like outdoor adventure photography. Gotcha. So what other outdoor interests do you have besides going out to get your photos and uh, just hike in general? Uh, most of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in a nutshell, most of them. I mean, the fishing, um, hiking, camping, backpacking, climbing, um, whether that be mountain or rock. Yeah. Um, kayaking canoeing all of that stuff i've done it i mean like uh i've only done it i've only been able to do it a handful of times but like whitewater like kayaking or like rafting and whatnot is a just a blast like i would love to do more of that um most outdoor sports i would at least be interested in trying Mm -hmm. maybe not wingsuiting but (laughs) that would be pretty awesome strap a gopro to you you get some nice shots maybe not wingsuiting i'm I, I, I'm semi-brave, but yeah. not that. <laughs> now, whitewater rafting is definitely a cool experience. I've done it here at uh, Letchworth, and I did it out in uh, Colorado as well, and it's just... It's, it's a ton awesome. of fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, ton it's a ton of, of fun. fun. And, uh, in Colorado, it was low water, so we actually had to portage and pull pull the oh, rafts okay. out yeah, and go yeah. down river a little bit more so we could keep a little going. Bit. But, yeah, that was a fun time. And I had my GoPro with me. But I and they were taking some photos uh, on the side and everything. They had people like set up as we were going down. Oh, really? To Catching photo. you as yeah, you were yeah. That's so cool. those were pretty cool. But they had a whole they had the whole setup yeah, going. They, they had it. They they had it dialed in like they'd done it done it before <laughs> a few times. Uh, last question, I guess, to kind of start wrapping this up is, uh, what tips would you give someone who wants to get into photography at any capacity? 
Uh, my tip would be, and this is something that I have to remind myself of all the time, is it's not the camera that's going to get you good photos. Like, obviously, better gear helps, mm -hmm. but I remember, like, my first camera I started out with, other than the iPhone, was a 12-megapixel, you know, starter-level, basic SLR, and... I still got great photos out of it, you know, and I still got great photos out of my iPhone and I see yeah. people all the time, you know, that I'm constantly amazed sometimes by like the photos that you'll see from just like, you know, your regular, just people, you know, friends and family, yeah. sometimes the photos that they get from it, like an iPhone or something else. And I know that personally, at least I was in the beginning, very focused. And I think a lot of people are, if, if you start looking into, you know, photography forums and things like that, comment sections. One of the most common question you'll get when you finally like post a photo that's like gets some sort of traction and people like is like, oh, like what camera were you using? Yeah. What lens were you using? And I mean, it's not that it's not important. I mean, sure, I would love to have, you know, a, some, cr you know, crazy $50,000 medium format camera, but it's not... It, that's not going to get you the picture that's going to make everybody, you know, have their jaw drop to the yeah. floor and be like, oh my God, that's incredible. Like it's, it's going to be the work that you put in, in terms of learning the equipment that you mm -hmm. do have, learning the principles of composition, light, you know, and putting in the, I mean, putting in the work, like, mm -hmm. you know, just... I you, you put it in practice. I mean, you obviously like there's a certain level of, I guess, like an eye that you might have for mm -hmm. it. But if you don't practice and just learn the fundamentals, I mean, it's like anything else. You got to learn the fundamentals and practice, you know, but I, you, I feel like because it is a activity or pursuit that revolves around a piece of equipment, mm -hmm. people often focus on that piece of equipment as like a, as like a, as like a hack. Like a, a level jump. Like if yeah. I just buy this new camera or this pro level lens or camera, I'm going to be able to get, you know, the same photos yeah. that whoever, you know, Alex Stroll, yeah. Chris Burkhardt or somebody gets, you know, you, but you could give an amateur a $10,000 camera set up and they're still going to be an amateur, mm -hmm. you know, just like you could give, I used to play hockey when I was younger, mm -hmm. you could have given me the same stick and the same skates that Gretzky had, but I was no Gretzky. Yeah. And that's why I'm talking to you right now and not playing in the NHL. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Good point, good point. Yeah, I mean, we, I've, we've been friends for probably a year now or so, and I've, I've definitely learned a lot about photography from you, and I more so, I'm kind of into the, because of fishing, I'm into the gear photos and, you know, taking pictures of the fish. And you've been out with me a few times and we've gotten some awesome pictures. But We've had a lot of fun, yeah, for Yeah, sure. I definitely want to continue to learn and uh, hopefully we can have you back on in a little bit. And 